The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Hello and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. I'm Ray. I have Ellen in the studio with me tonight. Hey, everybody. It's a far cry from Atlanta where you were last week. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Actually, Atlanta was quite beautiful, but I'm happy to be home. This week, we're going to talk about making a difference. We can talk about making a difference in recovery, how it has changed our life and how we make a difference on a daily basis. Or you can just share if you want to call 866-472-5792 about how you make a difference in your daily life. I think this is a really interesting topic. I haven't thought about making a difference very much in a long time, but I think um, for me, making a difference means a lot of, of different things. I can make a difference, like you said, in recovery by working with other people, the organizations that I'm a part of, the 12-step programs that I'm a part of. I can you know, talk to other moms. I can counsel other moms. I am in support groups online, and I do often comment and try to assist people. And then just in my daily life, which can sometimes get to be quite stressful, I have to, I have to think about being, you know, and I, I know this is a trendy term, but mindful, the mindfulness trend. If you, if you focus on yourself and not, you know, with all the extraneous stuff that's going on around you, you can very often make a, a positive change in your day. And I, I've been trying to do that lately. There have been a lot of stressful things happening to me. Uh, I was out of town working last week, which is difficult in and of itself. Things were going on at home that were very unpleasant. And it was good to be able to, to think about only me and the problems that I'm having rather than focusing on the, you know, the, uh, the addicts in my life who are kicking up their heels and causing trouble once again. And as long as I keep that focus on me, it does make a difference in the uh, way that I, that I think about things. And I think that thought process is one of the things that gets me into trouble because you know, I can become quite obsessive about what's going on. Well, I think, I think when we ultimately made the decision to turn our lives over to the will of our higher power, I think our life started making a difference then to us. So it kind of morphs itself into, in, in my case anyway, it morphs itself into everyday life. I make sure that I hold the door for people. I make sure that I say good morning. I make sure I do the necessary things I need to do to keep my quote-unquote difference in check. 
And when I get into situations like you were dealing with and everybody deals with them, not everybody has the benefit of the knowledge that we have. And I think that's where our difference to ourselves makes that much of a difference. Well, and it's, uh, the programs that I attend are such a gift. You know, I'm in a strange, well, not a strange city. I lived there a long time ago, but I, I'm not familiar with any of the recovery programs there. And all I have to do is Google and I can find a meeting. And, the, you know, the people there were wonderful. Most of them were experiencing the same types of situations that I am. And it is such a gift to be able to go and, and talk to other people who understand. Such a gift. Right, and here you think you're carrying the weight of the world and you go into a, you know, a common setting with people struggling with, with the same issues and daily isms and you walk out thinking, hey, my life really isn't that yeah. bad. And it's eerie how similar the situations are. Right. I mean, it's, it's almost frightening how the disease takes every person to the same place. You know, they say no, no two people are alike and no two addicts are alike, but the disease will level you to the same type of person every time. Absolutely. Every time. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, for me, and I, I always say for me, because I know that people can relate to what we're saying on the airwaves. I know that people can relate to our show because there are people that are listening. I, I get a weekly readout and printout of of who's listening and where it's coming from. I am so grateful to see that there are people in other countries, Russia, Thailand, Indonesia, to, to name a few. There are, there are people out there listening to our message. Hopefully, they are hearing what they need to hear. And that's why I wanted to do a show about making a difference. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on the recovery aspect of it. But I know that's the base that gets us motivated to be able to make a difference in someone else's life because of the, um, I lost the word, the education that we have received on the recovery side of the fence. And it does make a difference. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I, I found was kindness. People were actually kind to me. And, you you know, in this world and dealing with the types of situations that I've been dealing with, kindness is not something that you come to expect. No. And to have people care about how I feel and to be able to care about how other people feel and to empathize. And, it, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be about addiction. It can be about anything. You know, people are going through, everybody's got stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Sometimes it's nice just to have somebody that will sit down and listen. And, you know, you don't have to offer suggestions. Just hear me or let me hear someone else. Right. And especially in this polarizing world that we're living in now with the election coming on and um, you say the wrong thing and not even intentionally mean anything by it. And you get snapped at by somebody you don't even know. Oh, yeah. And, social media. With, yeah. Know, a lot of hateful stuff that goes on. Yeah, I think, I think that was there. It was just waiting to waiting to come out. And I, I definitely won't put it on, you know, quote-unquote, two people. I will put that on us as a nation not 
making a difference in our own lives on a daily basis and not knowing how to accept someone else's opinions, someone else's thoughts, someone else's words, I was really guilty of that when I was out there because I felt attacked, because I walked around with poor me, because I wanted to be the victim. I needed to be the victim in order to survive in the world that I was living in. And today that's just not the case. And if I see someone in traffic who has a frown on their face, I try to wave and I don't know if I'm being a, looks like I'm being a wise guy, but our life is too short. We, we, We hear thousands of people a day are dying and it's not necessarily from the disease of addiction, which makes that number that much greater on a daily basis, but you never know when you're going to lose a loved one. You never know when you're going to lose a friend. Why go through life or why go through the day angry at what's going on in your little island of a world? Granted, we live in a society and we, you know, we are the pulse of society, but that tells me that there's something that I need to change in order to try to make a difference. And the only person that I can change is me. That was something that I didn't realize until until I got into, you know, my 12-step program. And one of the other things that that I found to be truly, truly helpful was just being able to be kind. And it was okay. And one of the things that I found out about myself that I would never in a million years have thought, because I am a nice person and I've always prided myself on being that way, <laughs> but I was extremely judgmental about, particularly about the disease of addiction. Mm-hmm. I'm certain that anybody whose children were out, you know, in that mayhem, the mom had done something wrong. And boy, has that come back to bite me. I, I think, now I don't know, but I, I, I'm going to blame myself for that. Because, like I said, I played the victim and I had to blame my mother and family for the shoes that I was wearing. Now, not knowing any better, as family members of a diseased unit, we all bite into that in some way. We're all eating out of that same pie. I got a feeling from it that I could that I could numb. You didn't. You had to deal, you know, bear with your your emotions. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know that I would have enjoyed being high, so that that's just not me. But I do know that feeling feeling bad is is not it's not an option anymore. And I think it's not just within the family. I think it's society as a whole. There there is such a people who have the disease of addiction. There is there is such and a stigma against the families as well. And I think that, I hear that that's starting to change. I hope it's true. But if you look online, if you look at, you know, articles and things that get posted about addiction and things that are going on, you'll still see a lot of hateful, hateful comments that come back at people. Oh, absolutely. And that's always going to happen. And I think how we accept that or how I accept that, I was, just to 
just to I was looking at someone's Facebook post and they named someone's name and they just started bashing them and about three or four sentences in he said but that's okay because I just got Geico insurance and I saved money <laughs> and it was a joke and the guy underneath was saying you know like OMG I'm so glad because I was heated until that comment so it's very easy to throw our emotions into a screen. Yeah, and I think people really are waiting for the opportunity to do that. Yeah. A lot of times. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bullying that goes on, too. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, we've seen or we've even heard um, kids that have been... Yeah, committed suicide. Committed because suicide because of what they are reading on social media, and that's sad. You it know, that's sad. really... yeah. And we'll, I don't think we'll ever change everybody. I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if you do stop and take, you know, just take note. Look inside yourself. Are you happy? And if you're not, start thinking about why not. And, it, you know, what can I do? It's not a, well, I'm unhappy because, you know, everybody's mean to me or my job is horrible or, you know, I've got a mean spouse. Mm -hmm. It's what can I do? What can I do within myself to make that difference? And then to let that difference spill out and bring joy to somebody else. Right. How can I, how can I change how it's affecting me? I mean, yeah. that, that stimulus is always going to be there. It's how we choose to react to it. And that's the tough thing. And I think that we were given a good base, or I was given a good base when I decided enough was enough and I reached my saturation point with with using and because you know people say bottom I reached the bottom and I started digging so there was a deeper bottom for me so I like to say saturation point um, I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore it was it was either stop or die fortunately enough I got the stop piece of it correct so far and during this time, it's given me the ability to be able to make a difference in the way that I look at things, make a difference in the way that I accept things, make a difference in the excuses that I used to use and use them as reasons not to go back. Well, I think that you guys who have actually, you know, you can, an addict can stop using and still be a jerk. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that the one of the beauties, the true miracles of of a twelve step program is when somebody has taken the lessons, you know, and they say it's a simple program, but it's not easy. But when you take the lessons, you do, you know, you do what you're told to do and just learn, listen and learn. The change, the the absolute beautiful, mir miraculous change in people is what it just it's it amazes me. Right. Exactly, you know, and it's it's so freeing to, granted, I get caught up in somebody cuts me off and I'm, you know, giving them the universal I love you <laughs> sign, you know, and um, I get caught up in my day and I find myself in places in my mind where I don't belong. And it's probably on the negative end of telling somebody my thoughts and they're probably not good ones at the time fortunately enough 
I have the ability to sit back, count to ten, and act instead of react. I used today when I when I write emails and I'm a little bit angry, I type it and I put it in the draft box and I look at, back at it in five minutes. If I'm still not cool with what it says, I put it back there because I do not. I, it, that's the toughest thing in the world to be able to get your point across without trying to force an issue down someone's throat, especially especially in you know this this environment that we live in, the email environment, the text environment. Um, I, I know that many a times I have gotten a text from somebody not meaning anything at all, and I have taken it completely the wrong way. And it's, it's so it, easy to do. Yeah. It's unfortunate that... <laughs> So we can't speak to each other more, but I think, it, you know, everybody's going on at such a fast pace. And, you know, with the emails, I have the exact opposite problem. I think sometimes mine are worded too timidly. And if I really need something done, you know, I need to be able to come across a little more forceful. Right. And, and that's that's very hard for me. But, you know, it's just different strokes for different folks, I guess. Yeah. And, I, well, I think I do that just because I don't want, I don't want to... My first reaction is to key out what's on my mind. And that's not always the safest conversation to have. And I think to make a difference in the ease of the conversation going forward, I look at it and reword it over and over and over. I, I find myself sometimes, I start with an email and by the time I'm ready to send it, it's completely different. Same subject, completely different. Has the same meaning, but it's an acceptable email for me to send. And if that's what I have to do, I mean, I've always had the problem of mouth to fingers, I yeah, guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. So it's just, it's just the way that I have to do it. But you've been given the gift of being able to think before you speak or before you type. And I Rachel. bet you, you didn't have that before. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. It was it was open mouth and shirt foot. You know, an open mouth and take a hostage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, being, a, being an emotional terrorist, it was open mouth, take a hostage. And, um, you know, I'm grateful today that I have the awarenesses that I do. And that they work on a daily basis. I'm sure I could throw them away if I wanted to. But they've become ingrained now. Exactly. I think they're part of your personality. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. You know, you truly can completely change. Right. If you have the desire and if you have the right kind of coach. Phone lines are open. 866-472-5792. We'll share a little more on this topic when we come back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you understand what really needs to be done for your health? Or like many, are you mostly letting what you hear and see in today's media dictate your healthy lifestyle? It's time to get focused. There is a reason why cancer, heart disease, chronic fatigue, hypothyroidism, and other illnesses are running rampant in our world. Ganino Wellness Radio with Dr. John and Linda Ganino will show you that there are easy, preventative, everyday steps to get you back on track. Listen live every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. When you stop to think about it, we are all a part of one interconnected ecosystem. What happens in one part of the world can affect us all. So we need to take an active stand for the issues that are important to us. Listen for Stewardship Through Respect with Holly Wells. You'll learn about personal health and environmental issues that need to be important to us all and hear from the experts about a different topic each week. Listen every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. We're going to pick the conversation up where we left off. Feel free to call. 866-472-5792. We are talking this week about making a difference. For me, making a difference can encompass my whole day. Like I said, making a difference. I hold the door for somebody where I was always in so much of a hurry when I was in my world that everyone was just a pawn in my game. I didn't have the time to hold the door. If I was running out of a store or if I was not running out of a store, but I mean, if I was leaving a building and there was a door and somebody was within 10 feet of it, they weren't even in my, in my view. They weren't even in my sight. Today, I, I have awareness of everything around me and I have to try to make a difference, if not for the people around me, but for me, because I respect myself today and I have to show that respect in me by making a difference, sharing my experience, strength, and hope, holding a door open, being courteous, allowing somebody to go in traffic, any of those number of things, and I'm sure that there's a lot more that I'm not thinking of, which I will as we go, but a couple of things like that make, make a difference, and I can lay my head on the pillow at night and fall asleep with a clear mind. Granted, I have things on my mind that maybe keep me awake at night, tossing and turning about things that I experienced during the day, but a lot of the time, it's not because of my actions. And I, I think, um, for me, it's probably just the opposite. You know, you had to go into yourself. I have to come out of myself, because what I tend to do is 
isolate and shut down mm-hmm. when when I get upset about things. And that doesn't help anybody, and it certainly doesn't help me. So for me, it's important to go out and do things with other people, go out and do things for other people, go to you know go to a meeting. Uh, do some sort of service within your program, within your church. Anything that gets you thinking about how you can help other people, I think, is going to make a big difference. You know, it may not make the kind of difference that you want it to make, and that's that's another thing you kind of have to let go of having any kind of expectation about outcomes right. when you're working with other people. But you know, if you know, if I know that I am doing the best that I can do, and I am properly taking care of myself, which I tend not to do without some very structured guidance, mm-hmm. um, then I will have a better day. And if I have a better day, everyone around me will have a better day. <laughs> it's always, it's always, um, I lost my train of thought, but what I was going to say about making a difference this year, last year and this year, I'm the Toys for Tots coordinator for the county that I live in, and the the work, the immense workload coming up to the day of distribution is astronomical. It's crazy asking for asking for volunteers, asking for toys, asking for donations, that getting everything all squared away, checking the people that. Try to skirt the system, and you know I'm not the toy police. Uh, oh my gosh. You know you and you and your God can deal with that. But on Christmas morning, I woke up and I felt so much joy and so much relief that every child in my county or every parent in my county that asked for a toy for their child got it. No one went without, and that was the most fulfilling. Other than you know, different things in my life that's happening happened, but I can remember because I'm right back knee deep in it again. It's another it's another campaign. It starts October first, so <laughs> I'm making a difference again. Um, that is a tremendous amount of work. Oh, it's it's crazy God amount of work. God bless you for doing it's it. It's crazy amount of work. It's three months long. It it feels like a year while you're in the I three bet. months, but it's so worthy of a cause to see the children not to see them but I mean to know to pray that the parents brought their kids a Christ, uh, Christmas you know you see the commercials of the little boy walking up to the marine and yeah. says are you Santa you know and it gets me all the time oh, yeah. and I've watched that forever or the two children looking out the window and they show a shot of the Christmas tree, and it's bare, and the mother's in the kitchen washing the dishes, and the doorbell rings. And she calls the kids downstairs, and there's trees all around the tree, and there's two Marines out in the street. And they said, well, we, we just made a difference again. And that's why I do it. Fortunately enough, I was given, I was, I was blessed with getting out of my own way long enough to join the Marine Corps. I was blessed enough to make it through and now I can use that in giving back you know uh, I'm a veteran marine and I'm the coordinator for Toys for Tots for my county among other things speaking of um, other things I think I make a difference too much and I think I put too much of a burden on myself with 
trying to do this and trying to do that and trying to take care of this and running here and running there. But a lot of it is for positive outcome. Whereas before, it was all negatively motivated and the outcome was jails, institutions, or death. And it, I've always said it seems to me like addicts have a tremendous amount of energy when they are channeling toward you know, getting the money to get the drugs, getting the drugs, using the drugs, and then going through the cycle again. So you have turned that tremendous amount of energy into a very positive situation. Well, multiple positive situations. You know, Toys for Tots just being only one of the things that he does, folks. He does an awful lot of charity work and takes care of a lot of people. And to be able to do that, coming from where you did, is, is truly a miracle in recovery the name of our show yeah and, and, and that's ultimately where it came from i mean we we have made a difference in our family's lives mine me and mine you and yours whether we want to fall back into ourselves a little bit and sit in the pity pot and say oh well, i don't really make a difference we absolutely do because of because of who we are in our family unit i know i absolutely know i mean my sister texts texts me every week saying i'm listening and you sound great I only say that because it came from somebody else. I'm, I'm a little bit too humble to say that I know what I'm even talking about. I'm not even sure what I say when I have to listen to the show to say, was that any good? You know? <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just chatting. Yeah. yeah, we're just sitting in a room and we're, t- and we're talking is what we're doing. And fortunately enough, our conversation may benefit one individual. And if it does, then we made a difference in that individual's life for the moment. And I really, really hope that anyone listening out there who is suffering, you know, whether you're a family member or whether you're an addict, please, you know, remember that we're always here and we'll always try to help. That's, you know, that, I think that's the reason that we're doing the show. Absolutely. That's the reason why we're doing the show. I, I mean, I, I get a some type of a benefit out of this, sharing my experience, strength, and hope. But the message is ours to you. And if we can touch one person... We've done our jobs. We've, we've done what we set out and there, to do. And there is always, always hope. And, and that's, it's so easy to lose track of that. And, and I find myself falling off that cliff sometimes. But that's, that's when I call somebody else. True. You know, who, can, who can help me realize that you know i still do have gifts that i can give true so if you're listening and you're struggling or you're doing well and you want to make a difference let your voice be heard dial 866-472-5792 phone lines are open that's 866-472-5792 share your experience strength and hope with us you know the famous last words of an addict was i'll never it'll never happen to me and I'm not hurting anyone but myself. I can turn that around today and be totally aware that it will happen to me if I choose to leave the space that I'm in. If I leave the space of gratitude, if I leave the space of making a difference, what do I know? I know to be that selfish machine that was out there just tearing up everything and anything in sight. And so today I have to stay grateful. 
don't always have to have gratitude because I, I, I sometimes put my, I, I sometimes find myself in situations that I'm not really grateful that I walked into. Right. But I have to have a base of gratitude in order to be able to get through that. I have to have a base of making a difference within Ray's life to be able to get through that. Well, and all those things that you hear, like, you know, every dark cloud has a silver lining, they used to make me really mad, but now I try to look for it. You know, where is the, it's a rotten situation, but where is the lesson for me in this? What What is going to come of this that could maybe be good, even though I don't like the way I feel right now, or I don't like what's happening right now, and I don't have any way of influencing it? Right. But maybe that, you know, what's the lesson? What where What is my part? And that you know that's another thing I always have to look at. If I'm if I'm on the pity pot about something, what's my part in it? What part did I play? And if I, if I can find that, then there's a way to turn that around. But we don't always get the clarity. I mean, don't think because and I'm talking to you out there in in radio world. Don't think because you you find out what the problem is within your within your mind while you're dealing with it that it's going to go away and you're going to get the ultimate outcome. I know for a long time, once I find myself in a foggy state of mind, I don't learn my lesson from that until I can look, until I can distance myself and look back on it and take pieces out of it that make sense to me. And that is, that is not the easiest thing to do. Absolutely not. Not the easiest thing at all. But if you can do it, I think you can begin to make a difference in your life and the life, the lives of everybody around you. Well, I think we all have the ability to be able to do it. I mean, I think if we have a conscience, I think if we have the ability to reason, so I can't say all, but people who have a conscience, people who have the ability to reason, and people who have the ability to be able to look at what they have walked through and readjust and accept who they were at that time and where they are today, I think those people have the ability to be able to make a difference within their own lives. Well, and the acceptance is very important, too. Absolutely. A lot of people, you know, I don't like what's going on right now, so why should I have to accept it? And <laughs> if you stay in that state of mind, you're going to be miserable. Because no, that's, they, that's very, very true. I, it, acceptance has a lot to do with making a difference. Acceptance has a lot to do with gratitude. Acceptance has a lot to do with everything. If I'm not accepting anything or if I'm not dealing with the underlying whatever it is that I'm doing to ruin my day, then it's not going to make a difference. I can look back in three weeks and say, ah, but I can also step right back into it again if I don't adjust. And that's that's why it's so important to stay vigilant. Stay vigilant of your thought process. Right. And, and be conscious of what's going on around you. Be conscious of your feelings during the day. Be, be aware of, you know, how you feel and how things are affecting you because you can make small adjustments that can make a huge difference just by being aware of, of how you're feeling and what you're thinking. Right, just by something's not doing going it on. again. Well, or, you know, like people yeah. are telling me, okay, don't do anything. You don't have to make a decision right away. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to do something really quickly. I mean, you might have to at work. But, you know, in, in personal situations, a lot of times if you're looking 
toward making a decision about, you know, something big, you don't have to make it right away. Give yourself give yourself time to reflect. And right. I think that that reflection is what you've learned how to do. Mm-hmm. Act instead of react. Yes. You know, and, and I, I just picked up a card that was on the desk a couple of weeks ago. I wrote it. And it says, where you are, look around you. Success is everywhere. You just need to follow your dream and don't settle. I settle by accepting the funk that I sit in where I could successfully get through the whatever it is that I'm dealing with. I choose to feel funky for a day, two days, three days, a week, and then learn my lesson and go, oh, well, next time that this happens, this is the way that I'll probably attack it. So you have the awareness now. But like a dope, I slide myself right back into that comfortable uncomfortability of um, feeling sorry for yourself, maybe. Right. Yeah, it, it's very, very easy. Yeah, to, yeah, it is to fall back into that. Absolutely. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. We'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show for the full hour so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And we've already had some really fascinating, wonderful guests on. So if anybody out there is listening and is interested, please contact us. Again, that's Ray at MiraclesInRecovery.org. Or you can even just give us a call right now at 866-472-5792. 866-472-5792. The, we do have an upcoming guest on November 7th. Doctor, and I'm going to butcher his name, Sierra McCauley. Sierra McCauley. He's from the Boston area. He's a and a clinical psychologist for the past 35 years. He just wrote a book. That'll be a very interesting book. Yes. You're actually reading it. I am reading his book. He is, he is absolutely amazing. And his credentials, his resume is like three pages long. We couldn't believe it. So it's going to be a great show. I think he's, he's, he has a lot to teach all of us. Oh, you know something? And that's one thing that in order to be able to make a difference, we have to remain teachable. I know that just because of the time that I have, doesn't mean that I'm the know-all, be-all. I can make a suggestion from the path that I walked and learn from the mis- share the mistakes that I made. My dad told me once, or, or used to tell us when we were kids, a smart man learns from his mistakes. A wise man learns from others. I try to share with people how I have walked my path, and whether you take it, whether you don't take it, We all have to walk our own path. We will be back to share a little bit more on this topic when we return. 866-472-5792. We'll be back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. 
The power to create yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. There are others who have been there or are still there. And together, we can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you know about Reiki? This method of healing can complement Western medicine as well as other alternative practices. Besides healing, it can have the additional effect of making you feel more positive about yourself and the world around you. By tuning into For the Love of Reiki with host Paula Vale, you'll find how Reiki can improve your health, bring balance into your life, and fill you with joy. For the Love of Reiki is broadcast live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin to better understand the why on how you feel and find the right therapies, treatments, and programs to bring healing to the mind, body, and spirit. You can live a better life at any age. It's not just a temporary fix. Rather, it's a permanent, healthy lifestyle. Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Miracles in Recovery. We're going to pick the conversation up where we left off. We were talking about making a difference, but I just want to take a moment to speak directly to the addict or alcoholic who feels they have no way out, nowhere else to turn. Everything you do seems to just blow up in your face. Hey, I can relate. If, you, if you've heard me share my experience, strength, and hope, I can relate. You can, you know, I came where you are. I came from where you are. Give me a call at 866-472-5792. Maybe we can give you a little good orderly direction on where to go. Maybe we can even speak to you off the air and share with you a little bit of our experience on how we managed to get to the next step, to the next level, to, to get away from being an active addict, an active alcoholic, and to experience recovery and start making a difference in your life. And if you're the parent or the loved one of an addict, please feel free to contact us because we do we have a lot of experience in that arena as well. And and not just me as the parent of an addict, but I know that Ray has worked with a lot of of addicts and their families. Mm-hmm. Because it is truly a family effort in my opinion and a family disease and the best the best way is to attack it as a family if possible and if you can take one family member and plant the seed and nurture that seed and water it and it's not growing and that individual is starting to make a difference in their own life then either 
the family turns their back on them. And that's the, that's the funniest thing I, I also had written down. It's easier to get an addict to a meeting than it is to get a family member oh, to yes. an Al-Anon meeting. Because being an addict, I'm the key problem. I'm the reason why life is chaos. And looking at you as the parent, I say, you're the reason why I'm messed up. <laughs> But I yeah, think, everybody but says I think with the physical nature of active addiction and al- active alcoholism, I think your body breaks down physically quicker than your mind does mentally. I know that stress is a very, very dangerous thing to be walking around with and to carry, but I think ultimately the physical aspect of the active addiction in alcoholism brings us to our knees well, faster than it does somebody, you know, right. a family member. Although I know a lot of moms who have been, who have gotten very sick over just the constant right. and that's the stress, the constant yeah. fear and stress of living with someone in active addiction or not knowing where a child who's in active addiction is. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, sometimes being grateful that they've gotten arrested and been put in jail because at least you know they're not going to. Right, and you know the thing is, is that the reassurance is that a day without a substance in your system can be achieved. Not always by yourself, because I know for me, I would talk myself right back into the corner. I went to so many different detoxes and found myself right back in well, my ghost. Because your brain is yeah. not... Healed. It mm-hmm. takes a very long, you know, I'm watching someone giving up alcohol and five weeks later, there's a deep depression. Yeah. And I'm sure it's because of, I'm sure of that's brain pump. chemistry. I'm, su- I'm sure oh, that's Oh, yeah. 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 I would have to be because, you know, you've been rocketing along with all of these chemicals coursing through your body. Uh-huh. And, you know, maybe things have gotten so bad with, even though you like the way it makes you feel, mm-hmm. you're feeling so bad now that you, you realize you have to stop. Well... It's pretty hard when you feel really rotten when you can't do it. And I think that with the difference between drugs, which la- which have a, a window of hours, you know, granted the, the withdrawal aspect of it can take longer. But once you've withdrawn from it, within a week, your body is okay. Your mind is not. But with alcohol, that stuff gets in like pretty deep, and yeah, they're still carrying physical, physical damage. Five weeks, you know what I mean. So, so it's not only emotional for him; it's it's them. Yeah, it's, the, it's the body. Yeah, the body still doesn't know what to do. But it's 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 very you know, and this is a legal substance, which just blows my mind. Um, it's very strange what it does to people. Well, marijuana is on the verge of being legal, right? And well, it is in. Quite a few. I think we have it on the ballot here uh, November 8th. Yes, we do. We do. Yes, we do and in I, Florida. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I I don't have any real strong negative reasons to vote no, but I don't have any real positive ones either because I'm not a person who is or knows someone who marijuana would make a difference in their life. Yeah, I'm. I am exactly the same way. I do. Uh, I do know 
a person now deceased who had cancer, and mm-hmm. there is a drug called Marinol. Yes. And I believe that it helped her. Just Helped it, her eat and all of that? Yeah, or, she wasn't yeah. as nauseous. Yeah. But, I mean, it did not affect the outcome of the disease at Yeah, all. you know, something for medical purposes, I don't have a, a problem whatsoever, but I don't necessarily know why we need to vote on it as a state either. I understand because of the regulations and everything like that. And I, I probably, I'm not going to share how I'll vote. I, don't, I just don't know um, the good, the bad. I do know for me that the first drug that I chose to use was marijuana. Uh-huh. And it opened my eyes to complete, active, daily heroin addiction. I, for the longest time, said that it wasn't because of smoking weed. But today I look back and I can tell myself I think I was a little wrong. You know, they say, it was a, they say it's a gateway drug or however, whatever you want to call it. It allowed my senses to feel something different than 100% clear thought. And I wanted more and I started chasing the feeling that I ultimately wanted it, and I found it in my drug of choice. Well, and I honestly think there, there's now a Weed Anonymous Fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, there, the, those groups are starting up. It is very, very hard to get off of it. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. again, it changes the brain chemistry. The, mm-hmm. very, very specifically, the ones that have to do with mood, you know, like serotonin and dopamine. Mm-hmm. I think it's highly dangerous. Not regulated and not safe. I don't like it at all. And so I, do you I know think somebody if they legalize who is, it, if you think if they legalize it, it'll be regulated. I think if it do, goes the way of Colorado and California, it will. And you know, you'll find places that are like bars, but they're in there yeah. smoking. Instead. I don't have the awareness enough to know. You know, I mean, I haven't paid attention to Colorado or um, California, but I do know that I, I was reading. I have Google alerts on my phone, and I set up a whole bunch of them. And one of them was uh, CDCs, uh, CBCs, and it's the oil. Mm-hmm. And they use marijuana oil as some kind of, for medicinal purposes, must be like that Marinol. And um, they're getting good results with it. I don't have a problem with, I, I don't want to justify marijuana. I absolutely don't. That's not what this show is about. And I don't even know how we got on this topic. <laughs> but, I can get real passionate about yeah. it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. But. You know, oh, I did. I said that we have a vote coming up in in our state, but um, you know, making a difference. Would that make a difference in someone's life? It absolutely would. But that's not my goal in when I speak about making a difference. Mine is about action. It's not about replacement. It's about action. And you know, I try to make a difference on a daily basis. You know, everything you've ever dreamed of is on the other side of the fear you feel. And that's true for the for the family as well as the addict. I oh, absolutely. That because, you know, there, there's a tremendous amount of fear that goes along with being in this situation, whether you're the user or the, the family member. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why we do what we do. And that's why we're sharing our experience, strength, and hope in hopes that you don't have to follow the same path that we did. No, you do not have to be alone. You never, right. ever have to be alone. There are a lot of people out there. All you have to do is reach out and there's help. Yeah, we're a phone Everywhere. call away. We're a phone call away. 866-472-5792. After the show, dial 
stop using. That goes directly to my voicemail box, and I get a key on my phone. I will listen to the message, and I will call you immediately back. That's 855-STOP-USING. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we're here to help. If somebody is intimidated coming on the air and sharing where they are, the help they need, um, send me a, use social media. Send us a message on Facebook. Send us something on Twitter. You can even call that number and leave me a message. We'll call you back. I will get somebody in your area. The benefit and the beauty about recovery and about sharing our experience on the airwaves is I shared with you. People listen to us in Russia. People listen to us in Japan, Indonesia. There's no reason why somebody calling for help, we can't find assistance where you are. So give us a call. Make a difference in your own life and call. Get out of your own way. Make a difference in your own life. Call and we'll help. We will definitely help. And I think, you know, going through this experience for as long as I have, and, you know, you've, you've been in recovery a lot longer than I. Um, Why, I woke up earlier this morning <laughs> than you did? <laughs> no. How many years do you have? 27. 27, okay. Yeah, I think um, it, it's, it's important for people to know that you don't have to stay in that terrible, terrible situation. No, you absolutely don't. And that's the, that's the benefit of recovery or making a difference, stepping up, stepping out, and saying help. I didn't know how to say help. Um, you may not have even known that you needed help at first. No, I think, I th no, at first, absolutely not. They, you know, everybody was wrong and I was right and I was the one that was behind bars. So, like, well, I was the one that was getting thrown out of bars, put behind bars, what, you know, so making a difference, stepping up and saying help. All we, they told me, and I'm going to use a piece of quote unquote program here they told me to go to 90 meetings in 90 days so my sick mind said oh, okay i can do that and i went to three meetings a day for 30 days i got my 90 <laughs> right i don't think that's quite the idea no that's not what they meant so i had to reword it in my mind to say go a go to a meeting a day for 90 days if you do not like what we have to offer we will gladly refund you your misery. Make a difference in your life today. Call someone who cares. Call someone who you may think doesn't care. Call an 800 number. And don't be ashamed. No, I think there's so much there's, shame that goes along with this that it makes people hide. Don't be ashamed. There is nothing to be ashamed of. There are so many people, millions and millions of people in this world that are going through this. This, you know, whatever you're going through, you know, whether you're the addict or whether you're the family, there are so many millions of people going through this. And there are so many of us that, it, you know, it's never going to be pleasant to, you know, to have to deal with something like that. But you can find tools and ways to make your life infinitely better than it's ever been before. Yes. And, and like Ellen was saying, you know, there's millions of people out there that have there's millions of people out there that have walked the same path that I am walking today. There are millions of people out there that have been a daily user 
and are now celebrating recovery. They're celebrate, celebrating one day at a time clean and making a difference in the world. Granted, we live in a toxic, volatile environment today because of the stimulus that we're dealing with. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay where you are. Stand up and do yourself a favor. Give yourself a little bit of a boost and say, help. I know that for me, you know, I, I clarified and classified that I was a Marine before and surrender was a word that I never used because I learned stand fast and die. Um, I'm grateful today that I didn't absolutely hold that as a moniker because people are dying out there on a daily basis. Hundreds of people a day. 129 a day officially for opiate abuse alone. That's, that's crazy. It's horrible. That's it's, crazy. It's horrible. So they there, get, there's so many people suffering with this, and it, you know that's that's one of the ones. Uh, you know, I hesitate to say that, but but there are a lot of people now who are saying that one is different. It's a lot harder to get off of. Yeah, and and the drugs just keep getting worse and worse. Oh, and, they're very scary now. The elephant yeah. tranquilizer and. I'm I'm grateful because I, you know, jokingly said to someone today that, you know, we used to try to chase after the drugs that people were overdosing on. They still do. I would be dead. Yeah. I would be dead today and I wouldn't be able to sit here and, and be grateful and make a difference in my life and my kids' lives and my dog's lives and everybody <laughs> else. And I wouldn't be able to bring toys to the children and all of that stuff. And, you know, those are the things that ultimately make it worth my while. And it is it is very much worth your while as well. Please, if you if you if you're afraid, like Ray said, call afterward, email afterward. Let us know. We'll do everything that we can to help. That's what we're here for. That's about all the time we have for this week. We'll be back the same time next week, seven o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Pacific. I'm Ray. I'm Ellen. And we are Miracles, Miracles in, in Recovery. recovery. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.